Welcome to Find Myself Free, the podcast. I'm Ellie Young, alcohol-free life coach, mom, and athlete. I'm dedicated to helping others change their relationship to alcohol by sharing my journey of transformation. Fascinated by my own capacity for change after decades of gray area drinking, I'm passionate about sharing what I've learned from neuroscience and positive psychology to help you break free from the drinking cycle and unlock your true potential. Hear my personal stories of triumph and struggle as I navigate raising two boys, finding myself after 40, building a business, and doing it all alcohol-free. From women's health and cycle syncing to fasting and biohacking, this podcast is your roadmap to a healthier, purpose-filled life that starts with changing your relationship to alcohol. It's time to embrace change, find balance, and create the life you were meant for. Welcome to Find Myself Free. Hi, if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I am so glad you're here. And before we get to the show, I wanted to personally invite you into my Brave course. This is for health ambitious women. You're doing it all, but you're still rewarding yourself with booze. I get it. That was me too. But now you're ready to buck the status quo by cutting alcohol because something is telling you you were meant for more and you want to balance your hormones and heal years of cellular damage, right? Don't we all? So check it out at findmyselffree.com. There's two F's in there, and I hope to see you in the Brave course. Oh, and bonus, you get a free one-on-one coaching call with me inside the course as a chance to go deeper on whatever has you stuck, because it's never just about the alcohol, is it? I hope to see you there. Now, on to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Find Myself Free. I am coming at you after just resurfacing from being in the land of children to the absolute max. Pardon my little tickle in my throat. I've had a sick kid home with me for the last three days, and before that, my kids were off school for a week, and my husband was traveling for work um, for about eight days. You know intermittently there. So I have been on my own in the uh, single mom kind of style world, not, not, not any discredit to other single moms who truly have a much harder job than I do. But like, I was doing it all, all the driving, all the practices, all the homework, the cooking, all the things. And um, I am just coming up for air. And, you know, it really made me think, again, back to just just how far I've come in this journey, because I used to wholeheartedly warrant loads of drinking as a reward to this type of work, um, this type of sacrifice in motherhood. I thought, you know what? I deserve to drink after all this. And no one would have questioned me. No one would have challenged me. And it's it's so interesting to me that like, had I booked myself a massage or had I booked myself, you know, a stay at the spa or whatever, you know, some sort of indulgent thing that that would have been a little more frowned upon, not just by maybe others, but by myself that I would have been like, Oh no, that's too much. But drinking a bottle of wine or, or having a couple cocktails at night, that was only wrecking my health and, and, 
you know, making me more impatient and more stressed and more, you know, all the things, you know, was totally okay. And that, you know, people would like, yeah, you need a drink encouraging me, you know, it's so backwards. And, um, I think about it now because right now, and I used to also feel a lot more sorry for myself back then. Anytime I had to like have, have a, a hard time with parenting or motherhood or was on my own or having sleepless nights with the kids or whatever it was, I used to feel really sorry for myself, you know, and I used to kind of take on this martyr role with my husband. I'd be like, Oh, I'm going to get up with them again. And I'm going to take them again. And you, you know, cause you have to work or whatever it was. And, and then I secretly took care of myself with the alcohol. That was somehow the band aid that helped me get through it. And it's just really striking me today as I come out from this, this is my first day without a kid and getting back to like being able to do more things for myself and um, mostly my business. I missed working on my business. Um, my kids are older now and so they don't need me as much and, and it's allowed me to have more freedom and time to build this business. And when that got taken from me, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, like this is, this is frustrating. Um, <clears throat> But I didn't have any urge to reward myself with a toxic poison, to treat myself to that um, type of thing. And and I know I did a whole podcast last last week on how we reward ourselves similarly with food. And I'm I'm still guilty of this sometimes after I've worked really hard. I'm like, you know what? You deserve the cupcake or the cookie or whatever it is. Um, and that's just I'm still really curious about the undoing of this and can we can we as women collectively all just kind of get together and wake up and say that like alcohol is not taking care of you alcohol is not meeting your needs just like overeating and bad food is not meeting your needs it's quite literally making you sick so is so is the alcohol and that's it's really brought me to this point of like I love what I doing I'm I'm doing I love my business that's why I missed working on it this week because I really, truly believe that I can liberate women from the trap of alcohol. And that's what I, that's what I want to do. And not only do I want to inspire people by sharing my story and, and sharing the dark parts of it too, because I think people need to hear that um, so they can relate, but also just to say like, listen, wherever you are with it, and it doesn't have to be a rock bottom. It can be any gray area in between there. Is If you are showing up in a place where you don't like it, you don't like your relationship with it, but you're conflicted and you, and you can't give it up and you think you're sacrificing all this fun and this joy and your social life and these things, I want to be here as like a source of inspiration just to be like, I was in that too. I thought it was everything. I thought it was integral to me living a good life. And I couldn't have been more wrong. And so I want to inspire you and I want to liberate you because that's truly what it feels like when you do break free of all of these false beliefs that are keeping you attached to this substance that is just 100% bad for you. And yet we have tied it to so much of our coping so much of our celebrating, so much of our bonding. And so I'm really kind of fired up today because I just, 
I can't tell you how many people heard, you know, oh, you're still home with the sick kid. Oh, you, you pour yourself a drink tonight. Like I had a neighbor say that to me, clearly not knowing, you know, um, that I'm an alcohol free life coach and three years alcohol free. You know, people just fall on it so easily just to be like, yep, life's hard. What you need is some alcohol. And it's just so wrong. And, um, you know, I went to d- dive into Holly Whitaker's book, Quit Like a Woman, because I just, I wanted to remember how well she laid out the historical marketing of alcohol and cigarettes to women. Um, and I'm just going to kind of go over it briefly with you. Like, basically, women didn't smoke as much as men. They smoked in the homes because it wasn't considered proper. It was kind of leftover Victorian prudeness. And um, they decided that the, the cigarette companies, that we would marry women's liberation and the women's rights movement to the cigarette. And they called them torches of freedom. Um, and that, that was to represent like, yeah, women, like this is you, you know, sticking it to the man and going out into the streets and smoking in public like a man and, um, you know, fighting for your rights. And that ramped women's cigarette up smoking to the point where they were actually smoking more than men in the 70s and dying more of lung cancer. Um, And they've done a very similar thing with alcohol. They have created this acceptance, this kind of buy-in that alcohol is necessary and warranted and you deserve it for motherhood. And as a woman, it's like, this is where your break lives. We understand how hard your job is. And so we want you to reward yourself with this drink. Um, and it's, it's just completely poisoned us and kept us down. And in more ways than it has men, because of our hormones, because we're more susceptible to addiction, because of our hormones, we are more susceptible to the higher highs um, at certain periods of our of the month. When when we are ovulating, we are more sensitive to the highs of alcohol, which makes us more susceptible to addiction. And the lows just before our period start makes us more susceptible to drinking to cope. And and then on top of that, it just wrecks our entire hormonal uh, balance. It raises our cortisol, which squashes our progesterone, and it raises our estrogen. So it creates estrogen dominance, which not only leads to cancer, um, lots of cancers, but particularly breast cancer, it also leads to all of the crazy symptoms that women suffer from that we have accepted as part of life. We've accepted it as just like a normal part of aging, just like you're going to get a little crazy, you're going to get fat, you're going to lose your femininity, you're, you're going to get brain fog. And everybody's just like, yep, deal with it. Oh, and here's some pharmaceuticals and stuff. And it's, you know, I really, again, this is part of the liberation part of this is that I want to liberate you from that idea that you can't do anything about it. You can. And one of the very biggest first things you can do is to cut alcohol out. And 99% of your problems will improve. Not all of them, but any problem you will are having, it's going to get better if you aren't pouring alcohol on it. 
I guarantee it. Alcohol is a toxin to every single part of your body that it touches. It is causing inflammation. It is causing damage. It is causing cancer. It is wrecking your gut health. It is wrecking your hormonal health and your mental health. We There couldn't be a bigger enemy for women out there. And I don't want people to mistake this for wellness shaming. I just learned that term the other day that some people are like, aha, good for you. You know, you cold plunge and you sauna, like must be nice. And it's like, yeah, I have invested in those things after three years of changing my life entirely and deciding that's how I want to spend my money now is investing in things to take really, really good care of myself, to promote longevity, to take good care of my family. And all of these things are contributing to my overall health daily. And that's how I love myself now. That's how I reward myself and I treat myself instead of pretending that alcohol meets my needs, that alcohol allows me to have fun, that alcohol allows me to connect, that takes a boring run-of-the-mill night and makes it entertaining. This is all a facade. It's all just a trick on our brain. It boosts your dopamine temporarily, and then it starts wrecking havoc in your system. And don't get me wrong, I drank for 20 years believing it was the elixir of life, that it was key to all of my fun. And then I woke up. And for some people, the waking up can be painful. The waking up might happen because something bad happened and it kind of forces you to say, I don't ever want to feel that or do that again. And for a lot of people, it can still just be living in this gray area. And it and it's maybe not bad enough for you to think like, oh, do I really have to cut this out? And so that's, I want to shift your mindset from thinking, is it not bad enough that I have to stop into how much better can I feel? How much better will my life be and look? Because we don't even have a reference point I'm probably one of your only reference points of how amazing an alcohol-free life can be. And I want to just continue to remind you that you don't have to sacrifice anything. I don't even like, I'm trying to be very careful with my language here when I say like, oh, I gave up alcohol. I didn't give up anything. I gained health. I gained access to my intuition. I developed the clearest, clearest channel to my intuition that was telling me what I really wanted in this life and what I really wanted to go after. And that was so much more fulfilling than anything alcohol ever provided for me. Alcohol simply just doled me down. It kept me small and it kept me from changing the things in my life that I didn't like, that I was just tolerating. And so for women, I, I, I'm really on this kind of like women's rights, liberation. It's almost It almost feels like activism. Like I want to free women from the alcohol, from the idea that alcohol is serving you and also free you from the idea that you're going to be sacrificing some sort of good part of life, some sort of sophistication, some sort of glamour by giving it up. And I want to just continue to paint this picture for you of how much healthier you will be without alcohol in your life. Most notably in your mental health. 
Okay. If you continue to focus on like, but I can't drink and I'm going to miss out and I'm not going to have any fun. Give yourself a chance, try it out and say, man, if I can go two weeks alcohol free, how much will my mental health improve? You don't even have a contrast point right now. I didn't. I thought the anxiety that I was living with, the depression, I wouldn't even have called it depression. I didn't even know how much better I could feel until I got to that point. And I was like, whoa, I felt really shitty before. And I accepted it. I thought it was just part of life. I didn't realize that like, oh, I did. I, my exercise didn't have to just have me barely breaking even where I was like sweating things out and punishing myself to just like try and feel a little blip of dopamine, a little billip of endorphins um, because I was feeling so low from the alcohol. And also, when you stop thinking that alcohol is the only reward for you or the way to enhance an already great situation like a vacation, your world opens up because you're like, what am I going to do now? You know, I used alcohol for decades to entertain myself. And when you no longer do that, at first it can feel awkward for sure. You're like, what am I going to do? This is weird. I'm bored. But then you start going, oh, you know what? I kind of am interested in this thing over here. Oh, and you know what? I forgot about this over here. And you start exploring again and you start discovering all these amazing things that you you hadn't been doing in such a long time because alcohol was just like, yep, we're just going to keep you doled down over here. You know, I almost think of it like very Matrix-like that the masses of, of people, women in particular, are just being kept down with this substance and being told a lie that it is like the way that that you celebrate and the way that you bond and the way that you have a good time. And people might want to challenge me on this, but you can do all these things and more without alcohol in your life. You can bond with your friends. You can belly laugh. You can relax and enjoy yourself at the end of your day. And it doesn't have to come from a bottle. That is artificial. That is basically poisoning yourself to trick your brain and body into thinking you're getting those things. And really, it's just poisoning you. So freeing yourself from this and and allowing yourself to be inspired and allowing yourself to feel liberated and to break free of it and just say, what else is there for me? Do I really want to spend the next decade having a drink be the kind of the highlight of my day, the highlight of my week? Oh, I can't wait to get to the weekend or the highlight of a vacation. You know, there is so much more to living than than just having a substance toxify you into thinking you're having a good time. Um, and when you really think about it like that, and when I really think about how many years I turned over to this substance, I'm just, I'm sad and I'm also angry that, you know, I didn't wake up sooner and that somebody didn't shake me. And so this is me. I'm shaking you. I'm telling you to wake up. And it's not wellness shaming. It's it's not saying, oh, like you would be better if you worked out more and you ate cleaner and you did all these things. Alcohol, there is no question. Yes, your life will be better without alcohol in it. Okay. There is an awkward period of detaching from it because we've relied on it for so long and that can feel a little funny. But once you get through it, hands down, your life is going to level up. There is no question about it. and. 
you can inspire other people around you. Like in my group of friends, one girl got sober and a year later, two of us got sober and a year, two years later, another girl got sober all on our own. No bullying, no pressuring, no coaching, just, just, um, complete inspiration of one another that we just shared how great it was. Um, and they could see it. They could see it in our, the way we lived our lives, just how much better we, we were feeling. I share this with you because all of my friends, we all had very different drinking stories. We all were coming at it from a very different place and yet a very similar place. When you break it down that we were all looking to alcohol to solve something for us, to try and change some sort of state we were in to a better state. And we all believed in it. We all believed like this is what we're supposed to be doing, right? This is the good life. This is how we should be treating ourselves. This is how we're rewarding ourselves. This is how we should be coping. This is how we should be celebrating and bonding with one another. All wrapped up in this substance. And yet it was just wrecking havoc. And so I want you to know wherever you're at, whatever you're coming from, no matter how much you drink, no matter all the reasons, like you can do this. There is hope. It's not like just a lucky few that can do this. So I have a really good reminder of just how far I came from. And this is memorialized, if you will, on the cover of a magazine. So I used to write for a local magazine. I did a mom column and I, I wrote for them for about a year. And it just so happened to be over COVID. I started writing for them in October and then we went into COVID. And so this was the height of my drinking. And I wrote as a mother and a perspective of like what it was like to shelter in place and to be in lockdown with kids and homeschooling and whatnot. So it's, they decided to feature us on the cover of this magazine. They photographed us in April. So it was like week four of lockdown of, you know, of homeschooling just really in the height of all that fear and all that uncertainty and everybody just kind of being like, what is happening here? You know, we're in Southern California. So we were one of the more locked down states. They didn't even allow us to go to the beach. We live at the beach and they didn't even allow us to go to the beach. If you tried to run down and go in the ocean, cops would come and, and like, Woo, you know, try and try and like give you a ticket, um, which is just absolutely crazy that we all went through that. Right. During this time, the magazine decided to feature us as a family. And they thought, oh, who better than to feature but our, the, the gal who writes our mom column. And in this article that was also written about me, they were kind of celebrating me as like a mom and like, a, and, you know, an con important con uh, contributing member of the community. You know, they highlighted all this volunteer stuff that I did for the school and this local 5K run that I helped put on. And you know, really just kind of glorifying me as this like mom. And during this photo shoot, so I had homeschooled that day. It was like a Tuesday and they came to our house and they couldn't get close to us, right? We were all masked up. So they shot us from across the street with like these giant cameras. And then they also used a drone to like fly above us on our deck and like take pictures of us from like above our deck, which was just ridiculous. But I, 
not only did I really not prepare for this photo shoot, I hadn't had my hair dyed. Um, I didn't have my, um, like I didn't have a tan. I had very little makeup on and I'm not wearing cute clothes. I didn't get the kids in any sort of cute or matching clothes. My husband has a mustache, mind you, on the cover that he thought was pretty great. He looks like a cop from the seventies or the eighties. Um, and before this photo shoot, I decided to swig straight from the tequila bottle, um, to try and make myself look happy, to try and loosen up and have a good time and try and be like, yeah, you know, I am this person that you're writing about. And I, I, I just, I remember being so miserable that day. Like I had yelled at my kids. We had both cried. Um, I can see it in their faces and this picture, just how strained and like fake it all was. And when this magazine cover came out, it was truly like a, a gut punch. Like I saw this person and I didn't even recognize her. I didn't recognize the woman that this was. And I could see the pain in my eyes and the kids' eyes. And it's just so crazy to have a magazine cover of this, like th my lowest low, like this moment in time is really my lowest moment. And all the other photos inside are just awful. Like I can't even look at them right now. They're so painful. And my husband found this, not my husband, my son found this magazine. I thought I'd gotten rid of all of them. And Benji the other day pulled this out. I was like, mom, look, we're on the cover of a magazine. We're famous. And I was just like, wow, that is crazy to have that moment in time stamped for me and forever, you know, a reminder of just the height of my drinking and, and how sad I was and how I thought it was helping. Like it was so twisted that I really thought I needed it to get by through that time. And it only made everything worse. This is where I started from. This literally. When this magazine article came out, I knew deep down, like this was kind of a, a seed for me, a, a planting of a seed that I needed to change. And um, and when I look at it now, I'm just like, wow, I have come so far from that day. I have I have changed so much from that person. And if I could go back and give her a hug and tell her, like, I get it, you were just doing the best you can with what you knew. And now you know better. And now I'm making my it my mission to help other women know better, to help inspire and liberate them from these beliefs that are keeping you stuck in the drinking cycle and allowing yourself to get full, clear access to your true intuition that knows better what you need and how to take care of yourself. And then when you no longer are relying on alcohol, it just happens organically. The way you heal, the way you naturally start seeking out things that are fulfilling to you, that are rewarding to you, that are nourishing, and friendships that are supportive. You know, it all just naturally happens. And yes, there is some mourning and there is some awkwardness where you're like, but about this old life. But as you look back and the further you get away from it, it starts to resemble something that you're like, whoa, that really wasn't me. And that really wasn't fun. And that really wasn't, you know, it does start to kind of crumble upon hindsight. And you realize just how much of it was artificially inflated by this toxic substance. Um, and how much more you feel now and how much more you are able to like, take in the world with all of your senses, no longer dulled by a neurotoxin. And 
you can really look at your life and start to say, hey, what do I want? What do I want? It's it's a really exciting uh, point to be. And, and that's like, I am on a mission now. Like, I don't know what it was with having to spend a concentrated amount of time with my kids again and feeling a little bit like, whoa, I remember how I used to cope with this. I used to drink and coming out from under that this time and being like, now I know what I really need. I need some self-care. I need some time alone. I need some space. I need some exercise. I need some sunlight. I need to work. I need to fulfill my purpose, which is this. I love, I love doing this just because I feel this hope inside me. I feel that I'm able to like gift it to you through these sound waves, just being like, if this is what you want, it is 100% possible to get there. And it starts really, really simply with just changing what you believe to be true about alcohol. And then you start hacking the actual physical habit. And then you start crafting a life that you don't have to escape from. And this three-step method is all inside my Brave course. And it is chock full of the very lessons that I learned over the course of three years. I keep putting new lessons in there because I'm like, this was effective. This is going to help you leapfrog all of the ups and downs that I went through, you're going to get to leapfrog those because I'm going to, I'm going to give it, give you the things that the most effective for foundationally changing your relationship to alcohol. And if you stay in the work, you can do it. No, it's not easy. Of course, it's not easy. You have decade old structures in your brain of drinking structures, and those take time to dismantle, but this program does it for you. And you also get to have a one-on-one call with me inside this program, and I will walk you through anything that you get stuck on, and I can get to know you better, and I can relate to you and say, yeah, I remember that too. Here's how I handled that, and here's how I think you can do it too. And having somebody to talk to in this crucial moment when you're on the cusp of change, and you're really raw, and you are you really need to to be connected to that hopeful future, I can help with that. And that's exactly what a coach did for me. And I I put these lessons in this program to help you create the mindset you need to continue to fuel your change, your change towards a positive future that is alcohol-free. So I am so motivated and inspired to continue to help more women get there And, um, so share this podcast with somebody you think might be stuck or somebody who knows, you just never know how much people are hiding this magazine cover. It was such a facade. No one knew how much I was struggling that I had taken two shots of tequila before this picture was taken after they tried to celebrate me as like a super mom in the community. And that I had screamed at my kids and and drank tequila to cope, to try and smile for a photo. Like that's the truth of it. I was hiding. How many other people are out there hiding it and just waiting for that right message, that right inspiration, that right moment to tip the scales and say, I'm done letting alcohol take care of me. I want better for myself. And this is just the beginning. This is where it starts and it's going to be uncomfortable, but that is you changing. That is growth. And I am here for you. I am ready to help you tackle this. And 
get inside the brave program. Um, it's at findmyselffree.com and set up a one-on-one coaching call with me. We'll get you set up and get you on your way. This is just the beginning. All right. Thank you so much for being here and listening to my crusade, my liberation of women. It's a bit, it's, it is, does feel like a women's activation. Uh, I'm sorry, a women's right movement to free ourselves from this alcohol. Okay. I've said enough. Have a great day, everybody. As always, I am with you. Let's go. Hey, team. You've just listened to an episode of Find Myself Free. And if some part of this left you wanting more, if your curiosity has been piqued and your intuition is telling you, yes, I'm ready for more, then check out the Brave course at findmyselffree.com. I designed this course with the exact lessons that led to my transformation. Inside the Brave course, I will walk you through the framework for changing your subconscious beliefs around alcohol, the beliefs that keep you craving it and feel like you're missing out if you don't drink. And I teach you how to adopt the mindset of a wellness seeker, not a problem drinker who has to change. I will help you get clear on what you want for your future self that is thriving alcohol-free. This is the foundation to change your relationship to alcohol and completely level up your health. I hope you join, join me in the Brave course.